The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. Just use the promo code SGP100 to activate the offer. So visit MyBookie today. Play, win, and get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Oddshark. Oddshark offer you free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff with betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out at www.oddshark.com. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only mobile app that gives you the best chance to beat Vegas, get easily trackable line movement and see which team the public backs, view betting trends all day, calculate your return and follow your picks right from your device. So head over to betql.co and download the app. Welcome to the EPL show and we started out with that bit of audio because that was the most significant result of the week, probably of the season so far. Manchester United getting absolutely thumped by Tottenham Hotspurs at Old Trafford, which is a ground where Tottenham never win at. So we didn't call that one last week. It was even more emphatic and surprising than the Brighton result. Not that Tottenham won and Brighton won, but in the manner that they did so. And, um, after that, what we saw was one of the most extraordinary press conferences in the history of the Premier League as well uh, with Jose Mourinho. I'm going to play the full thing because I'm not sure if you American listeners um, fully get why the Premier League is is the best league in the world and why we watch soccer. I don't know whether you get things like this in um, in the NFL where, where coaches just completely flip and, and lose the plot, but it's it's quite a common thing in the Premier League. We, we've seen it over the years where, where coaches just lose it and just buckle to, to the pressure. We saw Guardiola do it a, a couple of years ago. And most famously, we saw Kevin Keegan do it when Newcastle blew a 12-point lead uh, when they were at the top of the Premier League. But um, it's 
it's it's one of the biggest ones that we've seen where Jose Mourinho just completely turned on the press. Now, this has been coming because he's been turning on the players. He's been turning on the Manchester United board, but that here he just completely turns against the press and takes it in a completely different direction. This is um, a very interesting list, and that's why I put it here on the podcast. This is Jose Mourinho just completely losing it with the, with the British press after Man United's 3-0 loss against Tottenham. Sorry, you have to tell me what is the most important thing because I don't know because when I win matches I come here many times and you are not happy that I won matches and you say that the most important thing is the way of playing no, 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 you have to make a decision in relation to that because I, I need to know from you what is the most important thing if it is to play well or if it is to win matches if it is to play offensively or is to play for a certain result. Today we were aggressive, we pressed high, Tottenham couldn't make two passes coming from the back, they made lots of mistakes because of our pressure high, we project the full backs, we had Valencia and Luke Shaw arriving in dangerous positions, we missed goals with an open goal, we missed chances, we were unlucky in rebounds in, in, both, in both goals, we lost the game because we conceded the goal in the first corner of the match against us on the minute 50-something. In the first half, zero corners, zero lateral free kicks, zero, zero front of free kicks. On the minute 50-something, they had one corner, they scored a goal. And you want, with that goal, you want to transform, you want to transform the story of, uh, of the game. But don't lose your time, because today I had the proof that the best judge, the best judge in football are the supporters. They are the best judge. But well, many of the supporters walked out. Yeah? The end. So I'll do the same. Losing, losing 3 nil. Yeah, so losing 3 nil. Taking two hours from here to the center of Manchester, because it's where I live and I know that after matches, it takes two hours, I'll do the same. So, so keep trying. So where, where keep trying. Keep trying. We lost last season here against Sevilla and we were booed because we deserve, because we were not good, because we were not dangerous enough, because Sevilla deserved to win, to win the match. We were booed and deservedly. And today the players, they left the pitch after losing at home and they were applauded because they deserve it. Now, just to finish, do you know that what was the result? 3-0. Do you know what this means? 3-0. But also mean three premierships and I won more premierships alone than the other 19 managers together. Three for me and two for them. Respect. Respect. Respect, man. Respect. 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 Respect, respect, respect. That's how he. That's how he ended up uh, just storming out of the, of the press conference. Um, I'm not sure how this one's going to go. I'm not sure if it's going to be consistent with his career. And in the third season, he completely loses it and um, and just leaves and just leaves us high and dry. Us being Manchester United, or whether it's consistent with other times in his career where he's been criticised and proved everybody wrong and just come back and um, ended up doing something. I don't think 
we can win the league already because we can only afford to lose another two games for the whole season and we've already lost two of the, lot, two of the first three. But I wouldn't be surprised if he does something. This can only really go two ways. It can result in him coming back make getting United in the top four winning a trophy somewhere else maybe having a run in the Champions League um, although you know that would be difficult with the draw Manchester United got today which uh, me and James will be covering in our Champions League preview show or we could just continue getting bad results and uh, and he could be sacked if we if we lost to Burnley this week um, I can see Jose Marino being fired I can see him being sacked on Monday morning if we lose on Sunday to Burnley. So a very, very, very interesting one. An unbelievable start to the season because of that. Uh, because we do have um, teams on 100% records. We do have Chelsea on a 100% record. We do have Tottenham on a 100% record. We do have Liverpool on a 100% record. We have Manchester City who have dropped a couple of points against a newly promoted team. We have Manchester United who are really struggling. And anybody who saw pre-season would have, would have seen this coming. I think we did speak about it, or I did speak about it on my, on my season previews. Um, we have teams like Everton, Bournemouth going along nicely. We have Newcastle struggling. We have Cardiff struggling. We have Huddersfield struggling. We have a clear set of teams that will be fighting relegation throughout the season uh, we don't know what to make of Arsenal yet they started with two tough games and then come back with a win against West Ham 3-1 which looks better on paper it's it's an intriguing season definitely so far And um, but it does look like it's going to come down to Liverpool Man City as to who will win it however can you now write off Chelsea and Tottenham 100% starts both look good both have incredible first 11s although they don't have too much squad depth um, Kevin De Bruyne obviously injured at Manchester City already we're seeing how that can make a difference already I think Man City lacked creativity against an organised Wolves team and we're already seeing signs of what can happen without De Bruyne I strongly think that we're, we could have a really interesting tight race and even Liverpool they, they struggled against Brighton once they got that first goal they, they couldn't put their foot down and score three or four as, as I was expecting. Um, maybe they've been figured out as well with, with their front three and, um, and people know that they're going to press them high up at the back. So the best thing to do is to not fuck around at the back and, and wait for um, Mane and Firmino and Salah to press you. Get the ball out. Keep it in the middle of the park. Although at the same time, you can't be too critical of them because they've won three games and um, they haven't conceded a goal yet. And um, we'll start with Liverpool, actually. So it's going to be Liverpool going to Leicester uh, at the 12.30 kickoff on Saturday, 12.30 UK time. Uh, Leicester 7-1. The draw is 15-4. And Liverpool to win is 1-2. to I'm going to take Liverpool here um, simply because... Jamie Vardy still isn't back for Leicester. I think that's an important player. I don't know how, how Southampton threw that game away. Not only did Southampton lose, but they lost from a winning position with uh, 30 minutes to go in the game. And um, that Southampton usually really known for their tight, tight defending. If they get ahead, despite the fact that they're um, a bottom half team. Usually when they get ahead, they, they, don't, they do not like to lose games. They don't concede a ton of goals. Uh, they're scoring goals is their main issue. But um, it's not like Southampton to lose 2-1 from 1-0 up. And uh, especially to a Leicester team without Jamie Vardy, a very bad result last week for Southampton. A good result for Leicester. A good result for Claude Puel going down to his old team.
team and, and winning. Um, so that was a surprise, especially from 1-0 up. But um, yeah, I don't think Leicester will be able to do it again. I do think that without Vardy, they're going to be missing something. And although they have other decent players in the team, I think Liverpool will have too much for them. And unlike at Anfield, where teams kind of sit back and let Liverpool attack. Leicester will be under pressure to to play well at home and I think Liverpool may find it easier winning here than they did getting that second goal against Brighton. So I'm taking Liverpool 1-2. Up next, Brighton going up against Fulham. Brighton 13-10. The draw is 12-5 and Fulham are 12-5. I think Fulham are a better team than Brighton here. Um, and despite the fact that Brighton have beaten Man United at home and Brighton, you know, did a good job last week against Liverpool where just by not being beaten out of the park, because I had that down as minus one, minus two, although I took Liverpool to nil correctly here on the show, um, that one could have been, um, that one looked like it could have been anything as soon as Salah scored early on, but Brighton held out well. Um, so they're not, they're, they're not, they're not a bad side, Brighton, despite the fact that they've lost two of the first three games. But, um, but Fulham, I think are just, are just better. They, they finally got off the mark with, with that much needed win that they needed. Um, because otherwise it did look like they were going to struggle this season, despite the fact that they'd spent so much money, despite the fact many people had tipped them to do well. They did desperately need to uh, get off the mark and, and get the win, which they did again against Burnley, as I, as I called here on the show. And it was convincing as well, where, you know, winning 4-2, um, scoring four goals is obviously a, a decent feat. So, um, so yeah, actually, one thing I missed out earlier, looking through the table here, Watford also have started with a 100% record as well. So we're going to get to, we're going to get to them when we speak. Uh, about them and Tottenham, which is the um, the other game between two one hundred percent teams. Um, not too sure where to go with this Brighton Fulham game. I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, hesitantly. I'm gonna take Brighton draw no bet. Brighton draw no bet is available at four to six. Um, so if that one's a draw, it's voided. The only way you lose that bet is if Fulham win. I don't fancy Fulham to go down to Brighton and win away. I don't think Fulham have shown me enough yet to win on the road in the Premier League. So next up, one of the 100% teams, Chelsea versus Bournemouth. Chelsea 1-3. to The draw is 5-1. to And Bournemouth are 10-1, to which looks like a huge prize for a team that have got seven points out of nine. But Chelsea are just absolutely flying at the moment. Um, I think the 100% record stays intact. Um, one thing Chelsea have struggled to do so far is keep clean sheets. They've only kept one. They've conceded three and three. but And Bournemouth are quite an attacking team. So... I'm not too sure where to go with this in terms of a bet. Um, what, so what I'm going to take is Chelsea to win the game uh, along with over one and a half goals in this game. I, I do think that if Chelsea don't win 2-0, um, they could win it 2-1 or 3-1. But I definitely don't think this, this game's not going to be 1-0. This game's not going to be 1-0. So doubling up with Chelsea... And the over one and a half goals in the game gets you down to a one to two odds, uh, which gives an acceptable price for us to bet. So I'm going to take that one on this occasion. Up next, Crystal Palace versus Southampton. Crystal Palace, even money. The draw is five to two. And Southampton are three to one. I like Palace here. Uh, I don't like how Southampton collapsed last week. Uh, Palace will be hurting after a defeat 
at Watford, where they would have expected to fare better. Uh, Crystal Palace started with a win against Fulham. They played well against Liverpool despite losing, but last week uh, they didn't look that good as well. They'll be more disappointed with that result than they will be losing at home to Liverpool. So I expect Palace to have a bounce back. They're not going to go down this season. They're not going to be in a relegation scrap. And in order to make that point true, they will need to win games against the likes of Southampton. So I think Palace are a good price at even money. Up next, you have Everton versus Huddersfield. Everton at 8-15. Huddersfield at 13-2 to draw 16-5. I really, really like Everton here. Huddersfield uh, haven't done anything all season. They've scored one goal, and that was in a 6-1 loss against Man City. They got smashed against Chelsea. Um, They couldn't even beat Cardiff last week at home. Um, That's already becoming a must-win game for Huddersfield. Huddersfield and Cardiff are piss poor, like I said at the start of the season. They are 100% going down. Relegation this season shouldn't be a concern for most of the teams because it's only going to be one team that goes down with Cardiff and Huddersfield. So it's it's going to be one of Brighton or Newcastle, or Southampton for me. I don't think West Ham are going to get sucked in, despite the fact they haven't got any points yet. Uh, I don't think it's going to. We're going to see the likes of a Palace or a Bournemouth or anybody like that, or even a Fulham. I think it's going to be Huddersfield and Cardiff, and either a Brighton, Newcastle, or Southampton. But Huddersfield are definitely going to go down, and I think Everton are definitely going to win this game. This has lock potential for me, um, so I keep that one in mind, one hundred percent. Definitely a potential lock for me with Everton winning uh, at home to Huddersfield. I I really, really like that. Up next, we move on to uh, West Ham versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. West Ham are 6-4. The draw is 5-2 and Wolves are 2-1. Wolves are too short here. Um, I know West Ham have had a terrible start to the season, but they did look better in patches against Arsenal. They did lose that game late on. Uh, They are looking like they are starting to gel. The Bournemouth game would be the most disappointing. I think the manner of the defeat against Liverpool, it looks quite emphatic that it was 4-0. And... Obviously, losing at home to Bournemouth isn't a good result. But I think last week, despite the fact they throw 3-1, they showed the most that they've shown this season. I mean, they always lose. They always, always lose to Arsenal. I think we locked that one up last week. And um, and that was always to be expected. But what was a bonus for them is how they played. I expect them to... Uh, I expect that to... to to change this week. I expect West Ham to to bounce back and get their first win of the season against Wolves at a good price of 6-4 or 7-4 actually in some places. Up next we have Manchester City against Newcastle and um, Newcastle after being upset in the Carabao Cup this week do look like a team in crisis. Manchester City despite the fact they dropped points this week this last weekend sorry are 1-9 uh, the draw is ten to one, and Newcastle are twenty-five to one in this game. Um, not sure really where to go. With this how can you how can you take City? You can't take City at one to nine. You can't even take City minus one. So it's really difficult here as to where you uh, where you put a bet on. Uh, looking at how Newcastle have started out this season. They're not scoring a lot of goals. That's that's primarily been their problem throughout this season. Um, 
I mean, they did score one at Shells. They've, they've had two, 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 uh, two, two, one defeats at home. Um, but yeah, they, they are lacking goals. I mean, they're narrowly losing games, but at the end of the day, the points tally is low. They've got they've got one point, and that came at Cardiff, and that's going to be a massive concern. Where, where Newcastle would have been expecting to to at least score a goal against Cardiff, so two goals in three games is not a good return. I'm going to go for Manchester City to win this game without conceding a goal at four to six. Um, I just think it's going to be three or four nil. Uh, I don't think this is the place for Newcastle to rejuvenate themselves and get their season back on track. It's going to be somewhat of a massacre and um, if Newcastle managed to keep this game down to them losing 2-0 I think that would be a decent result um, the minus one handicap also appeals uh, maybe you guys can chuck that one into a parlay or something um, but I'm just going to go for the safe result and take uh, Manchester City to win this game to nil uh, so without Newcastle scoring um, I'm just looking at what the alternative handicaps are here so minus one will still pay out at one to three so maybe considerable for a parlay but but nothing else really on this occasion moving on to Sunday where Cardiff go up against Arsenal Cardiff 11 to 2 the draw is 10 to 3 and Arsenal are 4 to 7 I'm going to go for Arsenal to get a rare away win because Cardiff are that shit and uh, this honestly has lock potential again because Arsenal uh, managed to get back on track this week and Cardiff City don't belong in this league uh, I don't know how they came up I don't think the supporters know how they came up Neil, Warn Neil Warnock is not a Premier League manager and I expect Arsenal just, just to completely outplay Cardiff next week and uh, sorry at the weekend and, and beat them here on the 1.30 kickoff um, should be Arsenal's second away win of 2018 and the first away win under the new manager Unai Emery uh, so Arsenal definitely to win at Cardiff on Sunday Burnley versus Manchester United so we come to Manchester United again we, we spoke about them a lot at the top of the show must win game for Jose Mourinho Burnley 5-1 to one, got knocked out of the Europa League tonight the draw is 11-4 and Manchester United are seven to ten uh i have to take united here it's a must must win game must win situation for Mourinho, and in that situation he's thrived throughout his career if he doesn't win this game he's going to be sacked and uh, we looked at that at the start of the season he was around about 20 to one and he came down to around about six or seven to one when he started making very dodgy comments during the preseason. so have a look at that again Mourinho next manager to go because if he doesn't win this game he could be out but I fancy Manchester United to bounce back against the Burnley team who are really struggling and will be in a relegation dogfight this season the final game of the week will see two 100% teams facing each other and it's a surprise that both are 100% because Tottenham were never expected to win at Man United last week uh, Watford 9-2 the draw 16-5 and Tottenham at 4-6 this weekend uh, it's the final game of the week I am not too sure what to do with this one because Watford are playing so well they've not only won three league games but they've also won in the Carabao Cup um, they've not really won anywhere unexpected. Uh, they've won, obviously, against Brighton, against Burnley, uh, against Palace. So three winnable games, but not expected to win all three. I do think that 
Um, they may come crashing down this week against a, a decent Tottenham team who could join the 100% club. Um, I think this could complete the set of all um, of you know of all the um, the major. 100% starters being Liverpool, Tottenham and Chelsea staying 100%. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Watford got something here, but I'm edging towards Tottenham, but it's not going to be in my lock dog parlor or anything like that. It's simply going to be a pick for the sake of the fact that we do a pick for every single game, but uh, not loving this, but I am going to go for Tottenham. Finally, we move on to the lock dog parlay. Uh, no Josh this week, no co-host at all this week. Um, didn't ask Josh back on. Um, he was mainly on to cover the Man United Tottenham game, but didn't land lock dog or parlay for us last week. And um, don't really want that on my show, on the EPL show. We are loose, used to doing really strong numbers on here in terms of our stats. Started out 10 and 2, uh, then went 8 and 3. And last week I had a 6 and 4 week, uh, which is still fine it's still profit obviously it is it is getting a bit harder uh did have some picks last week that i wasn't enamored with uh so want to bounce back this week and do a little bit better than than six and four have more expectation of myself than to uh, than to do six and four which is obviously fine it's a profitable week and everybody wants to make a profit but we're, we're used to doing really really well here on the epl show we're used to landing locks and we're used to landing parlays and uh we're used to having 70% winners. So yeah, want to get really, really back on track this week. So I'm going to go straight out with my luck. Everton against Huddersfield. Huddersfield are a poor, poor team and getting Everton at eight to 13 is a really, really good price. Uh, close to one minus 150 in the States. I'd be all over that. Everton are just so much better and Huddersfield just don't look like they belong in this league at all. They almost took Arsenal for the same reason as the luck, but I've gone with this one instead as for my parlay, um, this one was relatively simple for me. Uh, Liverpool to maintain a 100% record. Chelsea to maintain a 100% record. And I've gone for Manchester City minus one. $100 on that returns $255. Um, I can't see where that one fails. I think that both Chelsea and Liverpool will maintain their records and they're much more likely to do so than Tottenham who have not included on there. Again, Arsenal were close to landing on this parlay. Uh, Manchester United were close to landing on this parlay. But I'm going to go safe and uh, and play it with Tottenham. Really, really struggling for a dog this week. So um, again, I'm going to go for one of my draws. Sometimes I've been taking draws as underdogs. And uh, I'm going to go Brighton-Fulham. I can't really pick a winner in the Brighton-Fulham game at all. Um, was tempted between that one and uh, and possibly a draw in the Watford-Tottenham game. But um, I'm, I, I have more stronger feeling towards that game. Uh, Brighton-Fulham, uh, I think, may wind up a draw. Uh, there's also draw potential in West Ham-Wolves. Seeing as West Ham haven't got a point yet this season, maybe they'd be happy with a draw. I think Wolves would definitely be happy with a draw at West Ham. But uh, Brighton-Fulham is my uh, underdog. That will be a draw, in my opinion. So that's your lock dog parlay done. All your picks done for the games. Hopefully Manchester United get back on track this week. Hopefully you guys have some winners. Don't forget to head over to lock betting.com that is where the european podcast will be happening i'll be giving out my european picks over there we are on a great run over there landing locks 
back-to-back locks and back-to-back parlays over there. Um, decent stats. It's a short podcast. We pick out, I pick out my favorite games of the week. I usually pick between 10 and 12 and give out my bets on them. There may be more than one bet on each game. There were two bets on the Juventus game this week. Um, yeah, so it's going really, really well over there on the European show. Just go over to lockbetting.com. It will take you over to a Patreon page where you just have to sign up uh, to make sure that you get the European shows. There are betting packages over there. There's an EPL, uh, sorry, there's a, a, a soccer package, or there's an all sports package as well where we'll be covering the NFL, boxing, UFC, wrestling, WWE, the likes of that. And um, we'll be starting to give out some picks for the US Open tennis as well once we get through week one. That's all over at lockbetting.com. European podcast comes out tomorrow. So get that as soon as you can. I've been Billy. You have been listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Let me make sure I get that right because I wasn't at the start of the season. Once again, follow them on Twitter at the SGP Network. Thanks for listening. And once again, good luck with your best, guys. (laughs) 